Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! I'm Joe Kramer, composer of Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to listen to this podcast from the GeekCast Radio Network. From Television City in Hollywood. You're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy. Time to get things started. Hello and welcome to the GeekCast Radio Network's Top 100 TV Shows Countdown. I am one of your hosts, TF2 on Mike. Joining me is Optimus Solo and Hard Candy Mandy. Hello. Hello. Lawyer Walt Dan, hello. How's it going? It's going and trying to be DJV from... Wait, which show are you from? I don't remember. Simplistic Reviews Podcast, it's me. I'm the guy in the back. Okay, there we go. There we go. Uh, and this is the finale night. This is our Top 100 TV Shows finale. We've got several topics that we're going to be breaking down. We're actually going to be going over our personal Top 10 lists that we sub- part of our Top 100 list that we submitted for the overall list. We're going to go over and explain why we had what we had where we had it. 
Uh, Steve Megatron is off in infomercial land somewhere. Not sure what happened to him, but uh, yeah. So, Dan, where do we want to start? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> well, let's start with just kind of going over some basic statistics of, of the of the list to kind of have an idea where you know where the overall list stands. Some things to consider, like where, what decades fared better, what networks, and all that good stuff. Uh, and I'll, I guess I'll start by throwing out this question. You guys, you know, we went through the list, but I don't know. I know Kevin knows his information, but. At a first glance, if you were going to say what decade had the most TV shows, what do you think it would be? I'm going to I'm going to refrain from answering. <laughs> and by by decade, I mean the, the the decade in which the the first the show first debuted. Oh, I'm going to say nineties. Yeah, probably the nineties, most likely. It was quite close. Uh, nineteen it was nineteen nineties with twenty four shows debuted in nineteen nineties. Uh, 21 shows debuted in the aughts. Is that what they call it now? I don't even <laughs> so know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, we ought not to bring that up again. Um, 18 shows, just to show you, within the last 2010 to 2015, 18 shows for there. 15 shows in the 1980s, 6 shows from the 1970s, 10 shows from the 1960s, and 6 shows from the 1950s. So, um, on that same note, any idea what network and I will say one network overall pretty much n- not dominated, but had a had much more than any other network. Any ideas about that? Would... Yeah, I'm gonna guess NBC. NBC. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'll probably have to go NBC as well. FX. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think FX, so. FX, you know, it fared well. It had five shows, but no, you guys are again right. It was NBC with 23 shows, the closest to NBC was let me take a look here um was actually amc <laughs> cbs with oh, oh the old folks network with 15 abc had 14 hbo had nine uh netflix had three uh syndic- <laughs> syndicated had one or sorry syndicated had two uh h like i said fox had nine shows cw which i combined cw c uh nwb uh we didn't have any upn shows shocker uh (laughs) well buffy was kind of on upn for a little while yeah i kind of combined those all into one for cw and there was four of those shows um and pbs had one show so and bbc bbc the british broadcasting channel had three shows so we had like four or five from comedy central i think too six from comedy central six okay so just an idea there. And also broke it down by number of seasons, like how many shows had how many seasons. Any idea how many, the, the what shows, I don't even know how to phrase this, but the average or the typical, the, the most amount of seasons a show had. Like the, You're talking about the, like, which, what was the most common length yeah, of the, the series? the most common repeated number of seasons. I'm going to say seven seasons. That's just a complete guess, though. <laughs> Any, let's say five. I'm going with five. Yeah, I'll go with six just in case. Well, no. <laughs> it was uh, Kevin was right on the money. It was seven. Seven seasons had twelve shows with tw- seven seasons, five shows with uh, eleven. Eleven shows with five seasons and twelve shows with seven. Or with uh, sorry, twelve shows with seven seasons and ten shows with six seasons. Uh, we also the, the longest running show. On the pod, on the list, any any guesses? Simpsons, Sesame Street. 
Sesame Street. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Sesame Street. <laughs> with 46 seasons. Uh, then comes... Uh, it's older than everybody on this podcast. <laughs> yes, then comes Saturday it's Night Live. It's older than Roger Moore. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's some random statistics there. Um, I also, I did, for those that don't know, I kind of ran the list again with uh, d- using a different metric where instead of kind of counting the amount of points, I went with the what is called the limited rank or the average score. So basically where everyone ranked it, I, I with the had to have five, at least five people vote for it. And then uh, the average of where they ranked it within their top 100. And I then ranked it based upon that. Did see some major changes there. So what, what that does though, it basically gives you more points for being higher ranked rather than with, with the way we currently have it, which kind of gives you more points for more lists and things like that so it also also kind of eliminates the the factor if you aren't voting on shows that you haven't seen so it doesn't penalize a show for just not being seen exactly exactly so it it did majorly change our our list well and some things stayed the same some things majorly changed our top 10 would be completely different if we did it that way uh ranking off of that uh number one would be breaking bad then seinfeld then the wire then cheers then simpsons and then Mr. Robot, and then yes. <laughs> Money yes. Python's Flying Circus, and then The Daily Show, and I Love Lucy would make the top ten in, in, in that rank. Um, some interesting things about that is that a lot of a lot of shows would actually not be in the top 100 whatsoever. For example, uh, Louie, How I Met Your Mother, Modern Family, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Scrubs, 30 Rock, Kids in the Hall. Also, Flash would not would, would not make it within the top 100 doing it that way. It, but Agents I, of S.H.I.E.L.D. still would? Agents, yeah, wait a second. Hold on here. I don't know. Agent, wait a minute. <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The only, the only superhero shows that would make the list would be Daredevil and Arrow, oddly enough, hmm. if we did it that way. And actually, so that, that would eliminate a lot of those shows. But it would oh, also eliminate would... Andy Griffith and a, a few other shows as well. But a lot of the modern comedies would have been knocked off the list, basically what we saw a lot of uh, with, with doing it that way. Because w- what that tells you is a lot of people had those shows on their list, but not a lot of people had them very high, right. which is kind of why a lot of them ended up making a list over a lot of classic shows. The ironic thing for me out of this whole thing, and I just realized this right after we had recorded the, the bottom part of the 50, um, when we came to Arrow... And it came in at 52. That's exactly where I had it. <laughs> One thing to consider, too, uh, uh, if we did it that way, like what shows would be best impacted that way? Like what shows would have the, the greatest impact on? And uh, two, two shows that would have a big impact on wanted to make it the list e- either way, which would be Three's Company and Last Week Tonight. But the next one, which is quite interesting, CSI would go from not making a list to being number 16. Yes. Oh, my Jeez. God. That was my number one. <laughs> Um, uh, Angel would go from not being on the list to being number 47 Miami Vice would make the list Uh, Laverne and Shirley uh, a few other The Facts of Life would make the list Uh, Golden Girls would be higher Perry Mason would make the list Yes, Gunsmoke would be higher Golden Girls would be higher is a funny sentence (laughs) They would be They would be baked out of their mind Uh, WKRP in Cincinnati would make the list Uh Boy Meets World would make the the list as well. Or made the list, but actually would be higher. It would be within the top uh, top fifteen. 
So to show you that, so I think, you know, th so there's a give and take there. There's some benefits right. to it and there's some negative impact as well. So, cause it does, just, it, it does eliminate the, and not penalize the shows for not being seen, but it also uh, heightens some biasness maybe that could show up in a, in a heightened fashion. Yeah. For like, I, what I did too is like any show that had less than five, I didn't count because right. There were also a number of number ones that didn't make the list this time, which I don't think that happened in previous top 100s, but no. we had a few this time around. Uh, Mike Alt knows very well because his number one did not make the list with Nash Bridges uh, and also <laughs> the so, number one. Okay, we're not at the point yet where we reveal our <laughs> overall top 10 and discuss why Jeez. we have them where we have them, but I'll go ahead and say now. For me personally, Nash Bridges and The Shield are my two favorite cop shows of all time. And I know how the point system works. The higher you rank something, the more points it gets. So just like Kevin said a couple weeks ago when he put Cosby Show wherever he put it, you know, to get, you know, to get it on the list, that's exactly what I did with my number one. And, hey, it didn't work. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> uh, some other number ones that didn't make the list, uh, Friday Night Lights. Uh, no, I'm taking a look. The Prisoner also was number one for, for as well. So, um, so Smallville was number one for a person. So, uh, there was a number of number ones that didn't make the list this time around, because with we had more lists this year. We had 29 lists in the last two years. We had we had only 20 lists. So that nine extra list made it kind of difficult for a show to make it. Um, that's why you saw a lot of, a lot of shows that, you know people were aware of or like were popular enough i think especially within the the bottom half of the top 50 where uh, a lot of the modern shows tended to dominate because people are more aware of them they may have more access to them or they're more in the know where some of the more classic shows are easy to forget forget are we even during the top 100 a minute you know some people mentioned missing to put honeymooners or twilight zone or uh, not putting other classic co like Cosby on the list or high enough, so I think that's why we saw a huge bias or a huge influx of you know modern shows is because it's 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 easier to forget something that you haven't really talked about in the last twenty years or so. So I think that's probably best evident if you I know we gave the decade stats, but think think of it uh, another way too. If you go from the year two thousand to the year until current, so just those fit last fifteen years. That composed 39% of our list. <laughs> if you take the first 40 years from 19, the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, it was only 37%. So you have 15 years at 39%. You have the first 40 years at 37%. So uh, really a lot of strength in those last 15 years. But Yeah, so that's some interesting statistics there. But uh, um, I... I I also could, I don't know if you guys wanted to go over too, I can go over some of the shows that just barely missed the top 100. Yeah, I think, sure, that's, sure. I think that's great. Like maybe the, the 10 that just missed it or 15 or whatever. Sure. Let me pull those up real quick. So uh, coming in at, I'll start with 110. Uh, What's well, actually Conan, uh, the, the TBS Conan show. And there was a question on, I think, the message boards or something like that regarding like, because Conan has like three different shows. I did separate yeah. them. So. Some people voted for his TBS show. Some people voted for The Tonight Show. Some people voted for his Late Show. So they were all separated and f voted based upon that. So that could be why some of the, his shows didn't get higher. But uh, 110 was... was I, th I think his Late Show was the best the best of Conan. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, one, 
109 was Police Squad, 108, In Living Color, 107, Murder, She Wrote, 106, Taxi, <laughs> 105, CSI, 104, Boardwalk Empire, 103, The King of the Hill, 102, The League, and 101, Tales from the Crypt, just barely. Uh, it it uh, had 393 points, and Saved by the Bell had 394 points. So Wow. It was rather it was rather close. Sorry, pretty similar shows. Yeah, they're basically the same thing. They both have a crib keeper. Yeah. I mean, yeah. have you seen have you seen Mr. Belding lately? It's about <laughs> and I'm sure since Amanda would like to know, Family Matters is 114 on the list. <laughs> that was my number Gosh. one um, favorite show that did not make the list. So, <laughs> and uh, Columbo. I know some people asked about that. Columbo was 111. So. That it actually only missed the list by about one, like twenty points. So one person listing it, it would have made the top one hundred. So if you didn't list it, it's your fault. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so do you want to move over? We talked about we already talked about it already. So maybe it even makes sense to kind of transition transition to that. It's kind of go over you know what we personally put for our top five, top ten, and the the mindset we had, and and explaining you know why we did what we did. Absolutely. But first, these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. Can Michael Jackson moonwalk? Hello, friend. That's lame. Maybe I should give you a name. But that's a slippery slope. You're only in my head. We have to remember that. Shit. This actually happened. I'm talking to an imaginary person. What I'm about to tell you is top secret. A conspiracy bigger than all of us. There's a powerful group of people out there that are secretly running the world. I'm talking about the guys no one knows about, the guys that are invisible. The top 1% of the top 1%, the guys that play God without permission. And now I think they're following me. Moonlights with Mr. Munson's taxi cab on Saturdays. Oh, yeah. Hey, Mom, when's Daddy coming home? Well, in his own words, when he's GD ready. <laughs> Myself. Something tells me any second now. Oh, isn't that sweet, Michael? She feels it in her heart. No, I hear it at the door. <laughs> Hiya, Daddy. Hi, Art. Well, what's the matter with you? Nothing. No hello? Even they said hello. They said hi. But you said nothing. Well, I was going to say good oh, evening. Oh, skip it. Will you skip it? I've learned to expect nothing but aggravation from you anyhow. Um, it's almost seven, Daddy. You're late. He's always late, except after coffee in the morning. Six minutes later to the second, watch out. And God forbid I'm in there shaving. Listen, the workers in nature won't wait for no deadbeat who takes all morning to shave. Hey, remember. I'm not knocking it. I think you're a marvel. You know, I can even set my watch by how long it takes you to belch after a bicarb. <laughs> 22 seconds exactly. Now, listen, wise guy. You should have such a constitution, huh? They'd have counted you out already if you'd been in the accident I was just in. No, no, no. They couldn't hate me, no. Well, what happened? Well, it was this pushy dame, you know, the kind, the entrance. She plows into the back of my cat. And I mean plow. Wham! Oh, them people, they're always rushing around, always in a hurry, trying to get to a sale or something, to save four cents. What a tribe. Now, back to the show. Do you see how your patience paid off? So, I know when I was making my, like, 
my top ten. There's a lot of different ways of doing it, and I, we talked about this, I think. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but when, when I made my top ten, like, my thought was, or when I made my list in general, was, you know, the, the few things I, I ranked off of. First and foremost was, like, how great your show was. That was, like, the number one thing I considered was how great it was. And also back in my mind, I was thinking, you know, if I were to just provide my list as the main list or pr- promote it as, like, an article within itself, can I justify where I'm placing things? So that's why I, I didn't do things like, or try not to do things like place a show at a certain, like, strategic point because I want to get it at a certain, like, for example, uh, you know, I really love The Office. It's one of my all-time favorite shows. And I wanted to make the list, but I, I didn't. I ranked it, you know, not even in my top 20 because I don't think it deserves that ranking. Like, I think it, it, it I went based on how, how I felt good the show was. So for, for my top 10, uh, and my, my, some of these we've already gone over, but I at number one, I had The West Wing. I had two, two at two, I had The Wire, three, Twilight Zone, um, four, Seinfeld, five, All in the Family, six, Sopranos, seven, I Love Lucy, eight, Saturday Night Live, nine, Daily Show, and 10, Breaking Bad. And honestly, this is probably the seventh or eighth version of my my list. I did it. <laughs> I did it. I ranked it a few different ways. I tried it by uh, breaking it up by genre, ranking genre, and then ranking it that way. I tried by just starting with the show and putting the show like, okay, I think this one's better, so it's going above. I think this one's worse, so it's going below. I did it by getting a list of different shows and putting it into like, oh, this is a top twenty-five show, so it's in this category. This is a top fifty show, so it's over here. And I, I, honestly, looking at my top ten, there's some things I probably would change. Like, I had all on the family I, uh, below Seinfeld. I went back and forth on those a lot. Like, I was like, sh- I wanted to wear what I put my best in, uh, my best sitcom. But so it, 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 was, it was a challenge. And I, like, like I said, I think I could probably do this again, and it would be completely different. But, uh, uh, Kev, what was kind of your mindset in doing your top ten? I know we talked about it a little bit, but... You know, what was your list and <laughs> how did you come about it? You really want me to try to explain that? Um, yeah. <laughs> I right. got just my hat and just kind of just... <laughs> I, I guess I probably made my thing a little more complicated than it needed to be. What I, I guess my main thing that I was going for is I was trying, at least at first, to remove as much uh, biasness uh, and personal taste as I could to try to be as objective as possible. So first I just tried to get like, what kind of facts, what kind of data do I have out there that would maybe lend to a show possibly being worthy? Cause I didn't want to miss something that was just like, would have been stupid to miss because this, that, or the other. So I looked at, uh, I, I did a point system and I gave different amount of points based on how many seasons it was on. So it was kind of the longevity, uh, argument. I looked at, you know, critical acclaim through awards, whether it be Emmys or Golden Globes. And I was strictly just looking for best show, like best comedy, best drama. I wasn't looking for any of the, uh, kind of, um, supplemental awards or, or those types of things. I looked at, uh, television ratings as far as the Nielsen ratings go, just to see what was popular at that time. And I'm not saying any of those were worth more than the others. It was just to try to give me an idea of maybe as far as like shows I'm not exposed to or shows from the past to make sure I didn't forget any of that stuff. But I also did add to very much uh, subjective 
categories, and one of them was just my per shows that I personally enjoyed, personally liked, um, beyond just, hey, this is a fun show, but stuff that I really got invested into. And then I also made probably the most important category for me was uniqueness. Uh, you could look at that in a bunch of different ways, whether it be creativity, whether it be, um, you know, not as many shows were like that, or at least up to that point hadn't been, regardless of if they got copied or cloned later on. And so I kind of added those formulated all that into a point system and got my rankings and then kind of like you dan i, I did a little bit of an eye test and we would kind of go a little bit into the, the groups and say do i really feel like this should be in this group of 10 or should i bump it down or up a little bit so i did kind of adjust things on a personal level but uh the main reason i was doing all the point system was so i did not forget or just completely brush over something that should have at least gotten attention not saying that all the ones that got the most points made my list there were some that i bumped off because i wasn't i was you know adamant that they don't show up on my list but uh, at least it, it made me aware of which shows were were on that uh, kind of level in that system so that's kind of how i did it what i ended up with is i ended up with the cosby show at number one all in the family at number two star trek the next generation at three uh, law and order er murder she wrote i love lucy mash cheers and seinfeld were my top ten uh, DJ, let's go over, over T.O. I know when a few years years come up, I think you mentioned you kind of went based upon the way that show impacted you, if I wasn't not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. I was. I took mine more of a person, because when you guys first told me about it, I was like, okay, well, give me the list of the, all the shows ever, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to circle all the shows that I really, really love. And then I kind of, after I did that, I was like, okay, can, would I be proud to hold this up? as one of my top 10 and i mean for my first my my first two my one and two i i they are mainly based on quality but i think after that i kind of got more into stuff that influenced me stuff that i love stuff that i hold up as one of my favorite shows out there and that are different than you know i mean because i have like mystery science theater 3000 and mr robot in my top 10 which are completely I want to say original takes on things uh, as opposed to like a traditional sitcom show that there's been right. a billion of those. So yeah, I, I was kind of more of a personal thing for me. I, I was, I was voting with my heart, not my head, but the first two, which my first, I don't know if we're giving up our top five right now, but my first one and two, I think, are I, I would hold up against any show. Yeah. You can go ahead and give your, if you want to give your five or 10. <laughs> uh, my first one was the wire. Uh, my second was Seinfeld. Third, uh, this is where I started getting a little personal for me, Married with Children, then Mystery Science Theater, then Justified, because I grew up on Westerns, and I was force-fed at gunpoint Westerns, and Justified is one of the best modern Westerns takes based on an Elmore Leonard book ever, and I'm a huge Elmore Leonard fan. Uh, West Wing was six, Mr. Robot, which I've never seen a show like this in probably 15 years, <laughs> maybe. It's one of the most original awesome shows out there seven uh buffy the vampire slayer eight 24 9 and Chappelle show 10 nice nice amanda how about yourself i, th I think i had a little mix of personal and um, things that I, I know are just popular and quality shows that i had to mix in there but really this task was so daunting i had to enlist the the genius of kevin and he just printed the list off me and, you know, kept handing me things and they're like, okay, you know, 70 to 100 now. And 
Um, it was similar to what DJ was doing, where you just had the whole list and then your first run through, just kind of circle all the shows that you think uh, at least you consider for top 100 and kind of see how many you have and then start narrowing it down was the approach we took. So I just went to town with the highlighter and um, I definitely had some personal flair to my list, um, but I definitely added some some shows that I've never even seen, but I know are, you know, have a high regard. My top 10, uh, number 10, I had American Horror Story, number 9, Dexter, 8, Full House, 7, Walking Dead, 6, The X-Files, 5, Supernatural, 4, Game of Thrones, 3, Law and Order, 2, Saturday Night Live, and number 1 was CSI. So, a lot, most of your top 10 made it, and number 2 was number 1, so. Yeah. <laughs> My number 1 didn't make it. I was really shocked about that. Um there's so many spinoffs of CSI. There's so many episodes. Um, I've seen so much of the show. It's ridiculous. It seems like it's always on, just like Law and Order. Um, but I, I think my top ten had um, definitely an Amanda feel, but had some <laughs> shows that. Uh... What are you saying there? American Horror Story, Walking Dead, uh, X Files, Supernatural. I, don't I can know definitely what you're champion about. a lot of these shows. So. <laughs> She's a warlock. We didn't, she we didn't put she didn't put some of her other favorites on there for the record. So I don't. Are you are you regretting not putting Supernatural higher to so get it higher on the list? Uh, no, I, I I didn't want to make a fool of myself, so I put it at least at a reasonable in-between road at number five. All right, Mike, not la- so last angry. but not least, how about yourself? Um, Looking at my top ten, I have shows from the 80s to the 2000s in my top ten. I, like I said earlier, with my number one and number two, I did it solely for points to make sure they got on the list. Um, but these are the shows because I, because we've done this three times now, we've done it with animated series, animated films, and now this, because I know my list is going to just go into a giant lottery ball and be mixed in with everybody else's. And that's how we get the, the overall list that we've presented to people. I mainly had my top 10 out of shows that I absolutely love for the most part. And I think they do deserve to be on a top 100 somewhere, not necessarily in the overall top 10. I had The Flash at number 10. Don't care what anyone says. That show is awesome. Cold Case at number 9. Dharma and Greg at number 8. Mad About You at number 7. Boy Meets World at number 6. The A-Team, Airwolf, Knight Rider are my 5 through 3. And then The Shield and Nash Bridges are my 2 and 1. I think only one... Of my 80 shows did not make the top 100, which is Airwolf. I don't think Airwolf. I don't remember Airwolf. It I don't remember not. us talking about it. Yeah, um, you were the only see, one to vote for it. Board night crying somewhere. Wow. Yeah. Jan Michael Vincent somewhere crying. This is great. Uh, yeah. Alex Cord's tears are coming through that uh, through that eye patch. Um, but for me, like. I know Knight Rider like the back of my hand. I did a whole podcast on the entire show, reviewed every episode, whatever. With the A-Team, I remembered it, but it was one of those things where I still needed to go back and rewatch it. And I've been rewatching it, and DJ knows this, because I tag him on Twitter every time I'm watching an episode half the time now. <laughs> every every so, random time, I'll get some kind of text <laughs> message, which will be yeah. a line from Face or Hannibal. I'm like, ah, oh, this is a good day. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean... The A-Team is such a classic 80s show. It is probably the single best team-up show that has ever been on television when it comes to those guys. Because their personalities are all so different, yet they work together so well. 
Uh, and there's moments in that where you just don't expect it. Like the one where um, they have to save the, um, the, the foreign guy who helped them out over in Vietnam. And he's like, oh, I made fortune cookies, classic family recipe. And he leaves and Hannibal opens the fortune and they ask him, well, what's it say? I love it when a plan comes together. And you see that on the cookie and you hear B.A. just groan. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Um, I'm really surprised Matt About You did not make, even in like the 90s, you know, part of the countdown. That show started out as a comedy, but it eventually turned into an emotional drama with everything that happened in those in those eight or nine seasons for that show. But yep, that's my top 10. Okay. Well, I actually um, really like cold case files. I think that's something that I didn't, didn't rank. Cause, um, I didn't know what the popularity of it was, but that's, that's one I do agree with you on Mike. I think that that show, um, it, it's one that I think it takes that cop drama feel and kind of puts a little spin on it. And it definitely is a, an emotional ride too. The sad thing about Cold Case is it'll probably never, ever get a complete series DVD set. And the one reason why is because of all the licensed music they used in the show. Don't get me wrong. I love watching any of those episodes and hearing whatever song that fits that episode and remembering whatever song that might be. But sadly, because of all the licensed music in the show, I don't think they'll ever get it on DVD in a complete series set, which really sucks, because that is a damn good show. Yeah, I mean, well, you kind of go back back to the the listing thing. I think it's a, what happens, too, is that the danger of the, I'm going to list this here, because this is where I want I want it to be on the list, is, is if everyone does that, I think that's when you get things like the Flash being up as high as it is, or Arrow being up as high as it is, or Daredevil being a top 20 show, is that you don't know. You never know what other people are going to vote for. And you might think, okay, well, everyone's going to have I Love Lucy in the top ten, so I'm not going to put that in the top ten. But then no one does, so then it ends up right. not being a top ten show. So I think, I mean, I, I understand that to a point, but I think that's the danger in that because you don't know what other people are going to do, and and I think that's kind of what you saw with the list is that a lot of shows that maybe people have had personal passion for, which I understand, I, I get that. Um, you ended up seeing a lot of people with, you know, we have a lot of people with similar tastes. So a, a lot of shows that maybe would not be a, a top 100 show for like Time Magazine would be for us. <laughs> like maybe for some example, like Briscoe County Junior, a, <laughs> a show that I did not expect for it to be on the list, but another pe- enough people had it on their list, so it, it made it. Um, yeah, that, that's something specifically I tried not to do this time. Like my my first personal choice is not even in the top 20, so I, I tried personally to not, not to do that, but I think it's unavoidable with, with people to you know, as they kind of know how the system works to try to game it a little bit. I've done it before, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely understand it. I mean, it may impact, for example, like I might, I, I can't say never impact anything I did because there might be a show like, uh, I don't know, like a classic show like The Honeymooners that maybe I would put higher because I, I think maybe people might not get it. So it, I think everyone does that in, in right. a certain extent. It's impossible. It's, it's the way it goes. But why don't we take another quick break real quick and when we come back we can discuss the list itself shows we felt were too high too low and shows we felt deserved to make the list but did not Good. yes michael just keep driving i don't know 
couple months before, unless these two wild ducks landed in my pool. It was amazing. They're from Canada or someplace, and it was mating season. They had some ducklings. My daughter's friend was here to drive my daughter, Meadow, to school. Meadow, your father with those ducks. I know. The whole yard smells like duck food. It's like embarrassing. Girls, you gotta have more than just cranberry juice for breakfast, all right? You need brain food for school. Happy birthday, handsome. Mwah. 13. Yeah, he doesn't act it. Shut off. The male and female duck just made a home in your pool and did it. Ew! Disgusting. Get out of here! So gross! Uh, girls, mm -hmm. you want some of last night's for you, Adele? Mm, get out of here with that fat. One bite. How do you stay so skinny, Mrs. Soprano? Him with those ducks. Let's dissect this frog list. Oh, sorry, Kermit. <laughs> uh, where's the dissection going to start, Dan? Well, I guess we can start with. I mean, let's look at the list itself. And we had we we talked about some of this in the podcast already, so I don't think we have to go in great detail here. But uh, any any shows that jump out to you guys that are, you know either way too high or maybe didn't deserve to be on the list to begin with, you feel like it should be off the list in any way, shape, or form. I, I know what Amanda's vote's going to be. First school county junior. <laughs> oh, gee, I thought you were going to say family matters. <laughs> I thought you were the ones that yeah, we're just, we're just, we got to make spots yeah. first. we gotta, we got to clear we gotta, we, Yeah, we got to make room, room. Before we put things on, you got to take things off. So what are we taking well, off? If, well, if we're taking things off, agents of shit. I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's gotten a, better. I, I think you can look in a couple different areas. I think if you're trying to find uh, maybe shows that landed that shouldn't have, and I think one of them is obviously the before mentioned superhero bias. I don't think, I, I think you can eliminate just about every single superhero show we put on the list. With maybe I, I'll give you Daredevil somewhere in the '90s, but you can take Arrow, Flash, Agents of Shield. Even Batman 66 for me, and you can take them all off the list. I I think they're great shows if we're making a, I guess if we're making a strictly geek list, they should make it. Or if we're, you know, doing sci-fi, fantasy, superhero type stuff, obviously they'd make it. But I think in this type of list, none of them really deserve to be in the conversation. And that would clear out uh, four or five spots for us. So <laughs> that, that definitely would. DJ, any, I, I know you were only on two of the shows, but any list or any shows that you feel like were listed any place that you would maybe not consider for the list. I'm going to go a little controversial here because this is a show that I, I, I completely adored the first season. Um, but I, I think the second season tarnishes it so much. It shouldn't be on this list. And that's true detective. I love for the first season of true detective, second season of true detective. It in its anthology way, just it, it's not, awful it's just so not the same quality <laughs> yeah. of the first season <laughs> so for it to be uh number was it 61 this is like oh man it's above it's above shows like alfred hitchcock's presents and the cosby show a, a true detective again first season matthew mcconaughey woody harrelson amazing second season is just so scatterbrained it it tarnishes where, where uh it as a show it should be way lower if not off this list i think I, yeah. I can I can see that I did vote for it in my I don't know what I put it I put it like in the eighties I think, um, mainly because of that first season it like that yeah. was it was it was so great like it was like everything I could imagine TV being 
that I, I felt like it, I, I did deserve. Maybe you shouldn't small be sample a, size. Small samples. Yeah. I mean, if this second, um, this third season comes out and it, it knocks that out of the park, then sure. But right now, it's if this is baseball, it's got a great average, five hundred. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, I, I guess the the way I justified it was ultimately when I said like how great your show was. What was the level of greatness that you reached? And to me, the first season of True Detective I could put against yeah. any season of any other TV show ever, in my opinion. And not many other TV shows that you, you could put that towards. I get that, you know, longevity could be part of it. For me, longevity isn't an issue, especially with television, because a lot of shows are designed, especially British shows like Ricky Gervais. Like he never designs a show to be longer than two seasons. It's still, you know, how he feels like a show should be. And so and sometimes shows very rarely do a show, does a show that go beyond like usually five seasons, six seasons, seven seasons at the most. Usually, if is a you you don't get many shows that have a, more than solid seven seasons. Even Seinfeld, which ended on a high note, it took a couple seasons to get there. So, I look at you know where was your peak. So that's why I did consider True Detective. I I could see the argument. Same thing with like Fargo, which only had one season. Though its second season is getting much more praise than that of. Uh, it's than that it's of True still Detective. the quality still up for Fargo. Yeah, and, and I, I I'm probably in the minority here, but for Big Bang Theory to be anywhere above. 30 Rock, Fresh Prince, The Shield, uh, The Johnny Carson Show. I'm not a, again, I'm in the minority. I'm not a fan of Big Bang Theory. So, I, And I know many people are, but man, for that to be higher, there's so much better show. Veep is like 20 behind it. <laughs> so <laughs> it, just, it freaks me out a little bit. I, I think that brings up something, too, for me that is another thing that I'm, I kind of considered when I was making my list is, and I could have done this, based on the time period it came out or based on the genre. But I tried to eliminate as many like shows as possible and just decide which one stood out more above the rest for the most part. So, for example, I guess if you were looking at the 80s and you're thinking about, you know, you got a ton of sitcoms with Growing Pains and Facts of Life and uh, Charles in Charge and Who's the Boss and all those. If there was one that really stood out, then fine, I'll put that on my list. But then that automatically eliminated basically the whole rest of the group. And I'm not saying that's necessarily 100% what you did, what you would have to do. But for me, I just wanted to kind of let the cream rise to the top and, and add some more diversity. I think there was a couple times where we didn't do that. And I think you're touching on one of them with the modern comedies. And I'm not saying that all these aren't good shows, but you have How I Met Your Mother, It's Always Sunny, 30 Rock, Big Bang, Community, Modern Family, and Parks and Rec. So that's like seven or eight sitcoms that all were in within like a three-year period. Maybe they all deserve it, but for me, I would have tried to figure out which ones of those really stood above the rest and kind of eliminated some of the other ones. Same, I would have done the same thing with uh, some of the 90s comedies. You know, we have Fresh Prince, Home Improvement, Boy Meets World, um, maybe one or two others. Like, which, which one? No, I'm not saying, I'm saying figure out which one had something better, more special than just your, you know, cookie cutter sitcom, which one stood above those and maybe clear some space for something else with the other ones. I was surprised, actually, that we didn't get some more uh, 90s sitcoms. It wouldn't have made my list, but I was after seeing those, I was expecting to see like that 70s show, Everybody Loves Raymond, Will and Grace. Um, so I guess I'm happy that there weren't a bunch more, but for me, some of those maybe were more unique than putting all the, the ones that we had in there. So, See, I, the issue with that I see, though, is that I, like, I, I get that to a certain extent, but 
uniqueness. I'm not saying it always works. I'm not saying it always works. Like for maybe those modern comedies, maybe they all do belong. I can't judge that because I haven't seen enough of them in in their entirety. I mean, I could I could understand something like How I Met Your Mother, or you know, some some of the other ones like that do you know they're they're like How You Met Your Mother, and like I think we mentioned this on the podcast, and like Modern Family have kind of a similar audience they're kind of going for. They're more uh, kind of family friendly type of sitcoms, but. It's it's a hard thing to quantify, really, because like comedy is such a big genre that it's like to eliminate like okay, so I'm putting Veep on the list, but I'm not putting The Office on the list because they're also modern comedies or Parks and Rec. No, I, I, no, I think I'm, uh, what I'm talking about is like uh, the same. T- uh, uh, here's a good example: like if we were doing an animated series, I'm not going to put Family Guy, Cleveland Show, American Dad. You know what I mean? Like if, I wouldn't put those on the list to begin with. But. No, no, I'm just saying like like those are so close to carbon copies of each other. That I, you know, I don't think you, anybody would compare Veep with Modern Family. I don't. I've never heard those comparisons. So I'm no. more so talking when it's like almost an identical show. But I guess they would compare like Parks and Rec and The Office U.S. or The Office U.K. And I would feel like, and in some cases all... it's warranted, but in other cases I, I just I, I don't know if it's always warranted. I guess is my point. I, I, I could I could see that. I mean, like for the TGIF stuff, for example, like would you put Perfect Strangers step by step? Uh, right. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And all the, like, all... Hey, hey, you back uh, away from Sabrina would, the Teenage yeah. Witch. You stay away she from Sabrina. She made my list. She yeah. made my list. I'm just saying, when, for me personally, when you only have 100 spots, that's one tactic you could use to try to add a little diversity and maybe a little bit more, give some more credit for like the more unique take on stuff. And I'm not saying, like I said, a lot of those modern comedies might work. I haven't seen them, so I can't judge them. But uh, I'm thinking more so, like, especially, like, in the 80s sitcoms, there were so many carbon copies of each other that's, like, okay, was one doing something a little bit different that maybe made it a little bit more standout? Then I'll put that one and I'll, I'll shelve the rest in a... Yeah, I mean, I definitely think diversity would be beneficial for a list, for sure. But, I, like, I, my point was just that it's, it's hard to... I, I, it's, I, I guess, like, I, I would be hard for me to, to determine where, the, where to do that. I mean, right. c- certain ones are obvious, like we, we, we talked about, but certain ones I would be... It right, would it's be almost hard. like it would, it would tend to like lead to... Uh, there, there'd be almost like a beneficial if you had like a precursor debate on, you know, 90s comedies, which ones are the best, and you have that discussion and you really hammer it out and debate and argue and go back and forth, and then maybe you come up with the cream of the crop. I'm not yeah. saying you have to do that, but that's one thing. Because I think you have another situation with the... We had like eight or, eight or nine sketch comedies as well. Um and I think that's a little bit easier for sketch comedies to kind of be unique and, and diversify themselves a little bit. I think maybe I would take a couple of them off um, because I, I don't think they resonated a, as much for me. But uh, you know, maybe so which 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 uh, which sketch comedies I'd, were? I'd probably take Who's Line off, and I'd probably kind of go back and forth between Kids in the Hall and maybe Arrested Development. I mean, I like some of those, but I'm just saying maybe if I'm considering some of the Arrested- other ones. Do you, Arrested Development? Not, not Arrested account. Development. I'm. Uh, there was another one that we had. Key and Peele. Yeah, Key and Peele. Um, I, I would. I think I would side with putting maybe Key and Peele on there. Take Kids in the Hall off. I don't know, but I'm just saying, like you have yeah. all those sketch comedies. I I personally probably would have gone back to the, back in the day and put like a Jack Benny show or a Red Skelton show in one of those spots just to kind of. <laughs> yeah, me- I probably wouldn't have like looking at it like Kids in the Hall. I like, but I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's a top 100 worthy and per, per se. Keen Peel I like a lot too, but I don't know. I guess that, that one's, a, I think, a little bit more questionable. Like Chappelle Show, I definitely think it's deserving. Right, I had that one on, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think there are a bunch that are deserving. I'm just saying maybe if you're trying to like 
squeeze a few more in. And I guess me personally, I'd, I'd knock Knight Rider and A-Team off because I personally <laughs> like a couple other 80s action cart or shows. But uh, that's just, I know I'm in the minority on those two. Yeah, yeah. Your boy didn't even make it. Don't even go there. <laughs> well, I was thinking more so. Talking, I was thinking Meg- talking Mag- MacGyver. <laughs> no, Mag- MacGyver. He's oh. a huge MacGyver fan. So, Mike, I mean, moving like over to you, what, what are some shows that you made the list that you think you would not include in the top 100? Obviously, Agents of Shit. No matter how good it's gotten now, those first two seasons suck. Um, I don't think eliminating the superhero shows makes a difference because none of them cracked the top 20. I Daredevil was at number 20. Okay, well, Daredevil was at 20, but I mean... I'm not saying it makes a difference between the spots. I'm just saying it opens spots for maybe some of the shows that we might have missed. Right. Like a Mad About well, You, like you said. I would put Mad About You in over those easily. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying, like, if, if we're, you know, if, if we're going by what you love to go by, which is all time, you have to also include some of the more modern shows. And we did. We included You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Where it, it, it's a point where everybody's like, oh, none of the superhero shows should be on here, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, they should, even if they're in the low 90s or 80s. Right, but they, they're they in still... the 90s and you take all the rest of them off. No, <laughs> you're wrong. But, but why, I guess, Mike, why, why should they? Like, what, like, I, I understand the idea. I mean, it's a geek list. It's a modern list. It's a, a list, but I think there are a lot of great geek shows that well, you for could example, argue. For example, Mike, you you, had, you listed your top 10, and I, I wasn't, like, checking them, but I'm guessing... That, just off memory that at least six of them were not on the on the list so you wouldn't take uh you know agents of shield or uh arrow off of there to put mad about you or to put uh one of those other shows that didn't even make the top 100 on there no i would take stuff off like key and peel <laughs> and who's line and then stuff that i don't think belongs on the list if i if i was doing it that way what would you say like a show um, like keen peel doesn't deserve to be on it but a show like flash does Flash is better. It's more entertaining to me. <laughs> and but isn't that kind of like that? Have you watched Keenfield? I've caught a couple of clips here and there, but it's not. Again, it's not entertaining. I've seen a few of the skits. I, I don't laugh at it. I'd, I'd rather have in living color in that place than than Keenfield. I guess I don't know, like the the idea that like the superhero shows have to be on there. I guess is one. I'm not saying they have to be. I'm just saying that everyone is saying that they don't deserve to be. Well, I think, I think they do deserve to be. But what's the argument for them to be on the list? Like what? Beyond that, I like them because that's. I mean, like there's a lot of show. Would you you know that you you could say that? What that's impossible. They're okay. So the superhero shows, specifically you know specifically Flash and Daredevil. I don't like. I love MacGyver. I'm not saying it should be on the list. You know, specifically with Flash and Daredevil, they're two very well-acted shows. They have engaging storylines. They have things that keep you coming, things that keep you guessing. But isn't that, like, that's an argument for to be a good show. That's not an argument for it to be a top 100 show of all time. Well, to each their own. <laughs> I, I guess that's kind of the, the, the way I, I look at it. Like... I, I do like uh, Kevin mentioned. Like when you're limiting, looking at genre, or picking out. I, I think that's important. But I mean, I didn't see a lot of people like ground wall support for something like the Incredible Hulk show, 
which was very critically acclaimed at the time, had impact. Certainly, as a culture, made Lou Ferrigno uh, into a, a star. I mean, what else could you do for, for a show? But, uh, you know, right. That's uh, why I, mean, I think you can make an argument for a show like that. You can make an argument for what Daredevil kind of set the stage for with, you know, this next chapter. That's why I can see some of those. But I don't see what impact Arrow or Flash or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. necessarily had, even in their own genre, a little bit maybe, but not when you're considering I mean, if you're talking, if we're talking like top 100 shows of the last 10 years, 15 years, then maybe they get in there. But we're talking top 100 all time. I don't necessarily see how those would have some type of credentials that would outweigh some of the other shows that people w- were yelling at us for not having in our top 100. Yeah. But uh, Amanda, any shows that you saw on the list that you would take off? Um, I already mes- mentioned the Frisco County Junior. I think Sports Night. I don't give a shit about that. Who's lying? Um, <laughs> questionable. Sports Night's Monty- a good show, but I, I I would agree with you. I don't know if I would put in the. Top if you're gonna take off a Sorkin show, that's probably the one you're taking off. <laughs> I'm also not a fan of the Daily Show or the Colbert Report, but I do understand why they're on the show. So not hating that they're, or why they're on the list. Not hating for that, but just. I, I have a severe distaste for them. And also Monty Python, I don't like either. So hate all you want. Hate all you want. Um, Unbelievable. <laughs> you can't be friends anymore, DJ. Oh, we were friends? We were friends? I just got excited. Wait. Uh, so some shows that I would I would possibly take off the list, and these are shows that, that I like, and I was just thinking kind of on, along Kevin's point where he was saying, like, you know, some of the shows that kind of come together, and one of those to me would be like Veep and Silicon Valley. I think I love both these shows, but I would, I, I think Silicon Valley has only been around for it's only been two seasons, so I don't know if it's top one hundred worthy yet. I think again, this is all time, so I I love the show. Uh, I actually did rank it. Maybe that was a mistake on my part, but I, I would say I could see an argument for not including that show. I do think Veep has an argument because it's been around a lot longer. When you look at things like the award season, it has. I mean, it just won best comedy, so I think it. There's more of an, uh, a groundwork work there to say it has a evidence that it would have more of a impact after it's gone. Um, we, we <laughs> the one show that became like the early show on the podcast, which was Scrubs, which is a show I was not <laughs> the biggest fan of. Um, Homeland, again, a show I really like. I, I did argue for it, but I do think like it had one great season. I don't know necessarily if it's a show that would deserve being top 100. It's arguably um, like on there. I, I just, <laughs> What was that? Like Boardwalk Empire for me. Like I think it, yeah. Boardwalk had like one for me. I kind of got tired of that thing, but but it did have one great season and a lot of like stretching out the storyline stuff. Homeland kind of did that for me too. Yeah. For, for the record, I did have Scrubs as one of the shows I would remove, but I didn't want to bring it up. So <laughs> <laughs> I've gone back since we since the whole blow up about that on the comments and everything else. I've gone back and I've watched like the first three or four episodes of that show. It's okay. Yeah. I find some of the jokes funny, but it's not. I don't. I don't have the distaste for it. I just looking at other like. I, I mean, I'm glad we have some. It's only one of two medical shows on the on the list, which was surprising. Kind of surprising, but. Um, so th- th- those are we talked about Agents of Shield already. I had that on my list that didn't belong. Um, but anything else? Any other shows that we think should be off the list before we get into things we should be on the list or should be higher than they were? We hit all mine. All right, all right. Well, uh, Mike, let's start with you here because I know you had a, a number of shows on your 
on your list that didn't make it. So what are the first shows that come to your mind that should have been on the list that didn't make the top 100? Say what you will about the show. Say what you will as far as it coming after Walker, Texas Ranger. But, like, I know I, I was a little too young to really get Miami Vice. And Miami Vice was a dark damn show in the 80s. Don't get me wrong. Um, but for me, when Nash Bridges came out, I was 16 at the time. I, you know, I was big into cop shows and I thought it was really cool. I think it may be at least at 100 it's a really good six seasons show the you know you, you have this guy who is basically a complete success at his career and a complete failure in his personal life uh, you know you've got it's got a 1971 hemi cuda how can you you know anybody that likes you know cars would like that um other shows that i had that i think should have made the list um you know, Amanda talks about CSI, and I've I've watched the original show. I refuse to watch Miami because I can't stand David Caruso. Um, <laughs> well, he takes the sunglasses off in such an yeah, awesome manner. He takes the sunglasses off and then puts them he back on. He never so looks serious. at the camera. He never looks at the camera. Well, He's he always... puts on sunglasses and takes them off. Just so. Just so. <laughs> He's like a love child between William Shatner and some other, like Ron Howard, I swear to God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh man. That's scary. That's, a... That's really scary. What a, what okay, a weird uh, So, you know, like, like I said, Amanda mentioned CSI. I remember watching, like, the first three or four seasons of the original Vegas show, and I remember really, really loving it. I haven't watched it at all recently. Um, but when they announced the CSI Cyber Show, you think about shows that are, you know, things crimes that are happening today and most of the crime that happens today happens on the internet and that show is at least for me if i was making a top 10 of this year or last year it would easily make the top 10 somewhere because that show is really really engaging that cast is pretty awesome um, so that would be a show i'd put somewhere on the list uh let's see how can the district or without a trace or coach not be on here um, what about Dallas and Dynasty? Everybody loved Dallas and Dynasty back in the... First of all, Dallas has the single best TV villain of all time in J.R. Ewing. It's true. I, hands down. Simpsons I mean, copied it. That's how quick that show Well, <laughs> Simpsons copies everything. I mean, Simpsons is nothing but, you know, a photocopier half the time. Uh, not really, uh, but okay. <laughs> In the early years, it wasn't. Lately, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Night Court. Why is Night Court not on here? My, that show it was my was number amazing. 47. I love that show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would probably also find somewhere for Law and Order Criminal Intent because that was a show that, again, was built around the character of Robert Gorin. And this guy is all kinds of screwed up. And that show explored his journey of being a cop and being classified as someone who could be a psychopath. Um, that show was too smart for over 70% of the population. So. And, and, and it had Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Thankfully for only one season. Hey, 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 Goldblum's amazing. Don't ever say anything bad about Jeff Goldblum. Again. Don't you dare say anything bad about Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Is he coming back for Independence Day 2 and 3? God, God willing. God willing. Oh, so we're going to fight off the aliens. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, Let's go faster. Let's go faster. 
Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much what I would have. Uh, DJ, how about you? Um, I got. I, I I wasn't on the earlier show, so I apologize if these weren't on there. Was Rome on this list? No, right? It was not. Rome, I would say definitely, because without Rome, there is no Game of Thrones. <laughs> Rome was kind of like H one of HBO's bigger shows, so much that it was costing them so much money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I thought I, I loved that show, and that was kind of like uh, appointment viewing for me. Um, I echo Night Court. I love Night Court. <laughs> I love Night Court. That's one of those shows where, kind of like a Seinfeld, where you can walk into any episode and you're caught up. And it was just, it's just fun. This is a fun show. Um, and the one thing about Night Court, really quick, I'm sorry to interrupt you. The one thing about Night Court that I realized, you know, Night Court has um, a connection to the A Team. Oh, God. <laughs> Bull Shannon? <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> Christine Baranski, or not? Uh, what's her name? Uh, the the lawyer that's always Marky up Post. There with... Yes, <laughs> Marky Post was Face's girlfriend in an episode of the A Team. Oh, perfect. tonight. <laughs> 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 I um I would also mainly because of the main performance on this show. I, again, I apologize. Uh, House was not on this show list, right? No. no. And, no. and House for it to be. I watched two seasons of that show before I realized all it is is a Sherlock Holmes uh, adaptation. And uh, um, I'm forgetting his name right now. Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie is awesome. Hugh Laurie and essentially most of the cast. I mean, that's probably the best acting I've seen from Omar Epps in his life on that show. (laughs) But no, that show was great in the whole... Once I realized how they're doing the Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty is the, the disease and it, it's, it's Wilson is Watson. It's, it's, it's a great, great, great show for a doctor show where most doctor shows are following a formula like an ER or St. Elsewhere, or, you know, Chicago Hope. House was a little bit different uh, and it had one of the best characters on television. <laughs> House is just a son of a bitch and it was so awesome. So, I yeah, watched I, Hella House. I, I've seen a ton of ton of Is that the spin-off? Hella House, right? <laughs> um, Most Def was an episode that was an amazing episode. Um, yes. There was a ton of cool guests on there, I think, too. So I echo yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really good show if, like, you catch up. To, it kind of lost its way near the end of it, but for at least four seasons, you're getting some really good stuff, especially from Lori. He, with that character, you're getting great acting out of there. So yeah, I'd say House and uh, Rome and uh, Night Court because John Larroquette's awesome. <laughs> yes, he he's in he's in uh, West Wing for a little bit, yes. so you got a little bit of him. He's uh, in everything though. He's on the Librarians for Christ's sake. <laughs> uh, that's not bring that up. That's not... <laughs> <laughs> two, two references for the Librarians over the course of our. Yeah. Uh, I mean, was... you mentioned House. Did you have any other shows you felt like should deserve the top one hundred? Oh, where do I begin? Family Matters is where I'm going to start. <laughs> How many um, nineteen ninety shows can we have in one minute? <laughs> just wait, because I got a ton. Uh, Family Matters, Tales of the Crypt. That was one. That was one on one, so I barely missed it. God, I love him so much. Uh, that crusty asshole. <laughs> um, he was so creepy when I was little. But I remember on Sundays we had HBO when I was little, and that was my before bed show. My I don't know why my parents allowed that. Really. <laughs> well, your attra- your attraction to me makes a whole lot more sense now. <laughs> 
I, I didn't know before I didn't make so much sense. Do you tell scary stories at night? That's too? how he wakes up. He just jumps out of a <laughs> casket and starts screaming at her. He tried to scare me at the movie theater the other day when I went to the bathroom. He was like hiding when I came back and he had his like cell phone camera waiting to capture my scream. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, I've got Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> the Monsters. That, that did get some votes. The Monsters almost made the top 100 until uh, like the last couple of lists. It was actually like, I'm like, on there for quite a bit until like the last five lists are received. So I had so much fun with the monsters. Elf. Nobody voted for Elf for the top one hundred here. Oh, oh it did that get show was votes. fueled on cocaine. The, the writer was so coked out of his mind. And it worked for him. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean the fact that they had an alien on TV, a puppet alien that ate cats, and like that was <laughs> it totally worked. I have Elf so was cocaine. Philip. Elf so was 124. Was so I watched Mork or or Elf? And which one was more? <laughs> uh, I also have I Dream of Genie, um, Unsolved Mysteries, My Shit, Xena Warrior Princess, whoop whoop, all that. Um, Vikings and Wilfred are my my uh, more recent um, little guilty pleasures. Xena's interesting one to bring up because actually nine people voted for that show. But no one voted for it very highly, so that's why it didn't get very... Like, no one put it above 80, so it, it was 100, 119 uh, on the list. So there was actually a lot of love for Xena. Uh, it was one of the shows with the most votes, per the most people voting for it. That and Perfect Strangers, which had 10 people vote for it. But a similar, like, it was all... It only had, like, uh, had less than 100 points because no one really put it ab- above the 90s. So it was just weird how how that worked i'm actually super sad that uh dexter didn't make the list either i think That's that the finale heard it <laughs> yeah it, it definitely i heard that there's works of it um popping back up again maybe even a reboot style um i'm all about that so we'll see dexter i mean let me ask you the um with unsolved mysteries sadly obviously as we all know robert stack passed away how do you feel Ultra about Magnus. dennis <laughs> yes we know um we don't have time for that right I'm sorry, now, DJ. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, how did you feel when they brought in Dennis Franz to do uh, uh, Unsolved Mysteries? Is he the darker hair guy? He, he's the guy that was on a season of Law and Order with the mustache. I never saw the Unsolved Mysteries with him, honestly. Maybe, yeah, I, I want to say that I have, but I, I don't remember him as much as the original guy. Right. But, Dennis yeah, Farina or Dennis Franz? Dennis, I'm sorry, Dennis. It's like Dennis yeah. Fre- Franz. I, like, I never saw that one. Even... <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, what was?" Oh no, no. Oh, yeah. that's all right. Anyway, um, I didn't see that guy, but I that was I love that show. That I don't know. There wasn't unsolved mysteries without Robert Sack. That seems not religious <laughs> to me. <laughs> Just like how there was, there shouldn't be a a, a a America's most wanted without John Walsh. Yeah. yeah. Um. To, oh, you mentioned Dexter. Dexter was another one that almost made it. It was. 112 uh, with six people did vote for it. So uh, a lot of the ones that you voted, you picked, were almost on the top 100. I don't know if that makes it better or worse. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, it does, I guess. Yeah. makes me feel like less of a douche, but still, uh, the, the, the pain Mission is... Mission accomplished. <laughs> uh, Kevin, I know you had a bunch, so what are some of the shows you felt deserved to make the top 100 that didn't? All right, buckle up, everybody. No. <laughs> um, here we go. I got I got two separate lists, so I'll go with the legit ones, and then I'll just go with my personal bias, I guess. But um, from the legit ones, I think there was a big hole on our list when it came to mysteries. Um, and pick any of them, Murder, She Wrote, Columbo, or Perry Mason. I think somewhere there should have been a spot for at least one of those shows. Yeah. Uh, 
I had Murder, She Wrote the highest, but I had all three of them, I think, in my top 50. I think just the character of Columbo, the character of Perry Mason are two of the, the most, I don't know, two of my favorite characters in TV history. So I would have loved to see at least one of those shows make there somewhere. Um, and then I think from a classic standpoint, I was super shocked that Mary Tyler Moore show and Leave it to Beaver did not find a spot somewhere in the top 100. See, I'm, I'm shocked by Mary Tyler Moore, not so much Leave it to Beaver. I guess I, I don't thought, know. Like, I just thought it would be something that people just thought. Like I was surprised because I think when you were talking about before how sometimes like the classics get forgotten or they're not as fresh. So sometimes I think people just vote with whichever name they remember the most. Yeah. So I thought we'd get stuff like Leave It to Beaver, Gilligan's Island, Brady Bunch, maybe some of those shows. Even if they didn't deserve it, I thought we would get some of those token like just name recognition shows. Um, I had I, go ahead. I think with a show like Leave It to Beaver, though, it's almost like a joke. In a way, like it's more, it's it's in a sense that like it's people use it as kind of a barometer for for like unrealistic expectations of what life would be like, and <laughs> kind of like the, all in the family was the reaction to something like Leave It to Beaver to show you what re- like people really acted with. So I think I, I get Gil- like Gilligan's Island's one I would be surprised by too because that one is just such in like the zeitgeist. People, it's you know it's parodied everywhere. So that's that that'd be one I think I was a little surprised why I didn't get a little bit more votes. There were, it had like uh, six people did vote for it, but it, no one voted for it very highly. So. And then, like I mentioned before, a couple of the sketch comedies like Red Skelton or uh, Jack Benny, I thought maybe uh, there'd be spot for them. Uh, I know we had Gunsmoke on the list. I was surprised that Gunsmoke made it and Bonanza didn't. Yeah. Um, I could see how one would eliminate the other possibly, but they were definitely, you know, com- big time competitors for quite a few years. Um, Mike's mentioned Dallas and Dynasty, so I can see that. I think maybe a little bit of a gender bias, because I think if we had maybe more of a female uh, presence in our voting, you would have a a few other shows that might have made it, like Sex and the City. Um, That was a super popular show for quite a a long time. I never wanted to watch Sex and the City. That shit was totally unrealistic. (laughs) I, 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 I didn't like it personally, but I thought maybe it would make the list. I think the Ed Sullivan show for what it was maybe could have deserved a spot i'm not huge on it um like mike said mad about you and my last legit one maybe was uh, sanford and son i oh, yeah i always enjoyed that one and then just some fun ones from a personal standpoint uh obviously macgyver would have been uh, a selection for me my favorite show of all time quantum leap uh i had flight of the concords i just think uh, a, that's a great show <laughs> i just think a lot of people haven't seen that so I would put that, especially with as many uh, sketch comedies and some of those other uh, modern comedies, I thought we might see it somewhere, but we never did. Uh, Stargate, any of them, I thought maybe there'd be a presence since it was a geek-centric list, like especially SG-1. Um, And then I always enjoyed Party of Five and My So-Called Life just from a nostalgia standpoint, but I wouldn't legit ask for them to be in the top 100. And then uh, let's give some love for Dr. Quinn, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then maybe maybe like a laughing or a hee-haw. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, had, I had some of those. Like I did have Perry Mason, Columbo. Uh, definitely Mary Tyler Moore. I think that's probably one of the, the bigger ones we didn't have. Um, we had a lot of modern shows, so I wasn't surprised these didn't make it less. Like Dexter, uh, Masters of Sex, The Americans. Uh, I also had Get Smart, which I, I think it's kind of along the same lines of like a Gilligan's Island. I don't know how great it was, but growing up was one of my like favorite comedies as a kid watching uh taxi i think that's a big omission as well uh murphy brown which was huge in the 90s 
I know, like Kevin, you mentioned a lot of shows like ER, which have been higher if we did it in the 90s. I think that's the case with Murphy, Murphy yeah. Brown. Um, some geek-centric shows like Orphan Black, uh, Black Mirror, Battlestar Galactica, Black which Mirror. I know we got a lot of people saying why that didn't uh, get votes. I was surprised. That didn't get many votes at all. And I don't know. I hate it, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> which the both the newer and the old version? I, I like never the watched them. The Edward James almost. Yeah, I, tried, like I watched like 20 almost, episodes yeah. and I can't. I was like, man, I'm really giving this a shot and I just can't. I've never watch watched it. it, so I can't really speak. DJ, were you a fan at all or? I, I, I was kind of enamored with Katie Sackhoff. I kind of still am. Uh, and she's, like, very, very good on that show. Usually if it's a great performance on the show, no matter if the show is mediocre, I'll go. I'll push on through. I never got to finish Battlestar. Uh, can't say I didn't like it. It's just one of those things where I, it was like, how many seasons was it? Was it seven seasons? It seemed like it was I can't even remember. It, it seemed on. like it was going on forever. So I was like, I'm a, this is like Doctor Who. I'm never going to finish this. So yeah, yeah I was like, I don't I, know I mean, how much time I'm going to have to invest before I start getting a payoff here. So. I mean, that that came out when I was trying to, I was kind of getting into, or I started watching it when I was kind of getting into BBC stuff like Misfits and Utopia and stuff. Got a chance to finally finish it. But the shows I saw, I loved. I loved Katie Sackhoff. Edward James almost was very good on that show. Um, uh, the President's Wife from Independence Day, Bill Pullman's wife. I forget her name. She's on there too for. A little bit of uh, time. I can't remember. The performances are great. The sci-fi effects are sci-fi channel-esque. But uh, I can understand. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. I was surprised, too, with the modern uh, shows that we were listening that we didn't see, like a Grey's Anatomy or Entourage. Oh, Entourage. Yeah. I figured, yeah. Yeah. Entourage, I, I, I guess, yeah, a little surprised by that. Oh, another HBO show that I, I think is quite good, but is uh, Six Feet Under, uh, Twin mm. Peaks. I wasn't too surprised it didn't make it, knowing the people that were voting for it, but that did get, that was high up for a couple people. Um, Oz as well, HBO show. The UK version of The Office, Homicide, Life on the Street. Um, we had a lot of animated shows, so, but I do, I am a fan of King of the Hill. And uh, especially speaking of classic, I don't know if this is classic, I guess it is. It's like 30 or 40 years old. Uh, like Second City, um, uh, was one of my favorite uh, sketch comedy shows. WKRP in Cincinnati deserved to be on the list, and uh, so another geek show, which I'm not surprised, but uh, something like is another like personal favorite, which would be like uh, Spaced with uh, Simon oh. Pegg and the Edgar Wright show. You just hate Phantom Menace, that's why you like Spaced. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I think if I was going to put one more animated show, I would maybe fit Archer in there, just because I, I like that. Oh yeah, time. Archer's way smarter than people think it is. <laughs> yeah, way smarter. Yeah. Did I say Lassie? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you did not say Lassie. I just wanted to get a dog or or Mr. Ed. I want a horse or a dog in there somewhere. No <laughs> flipper? No flipper? Which incarnation of flipper? There's only nine of them. <laughs> All You know, magic dolphins. That's, that's, that's the key. <laughs> we need some magic dolphins. But I, I, um, all right. Well, pretty much it. Any, any final thoughts or anything on the top 100? Uh, we wanted to discuss before we bring this episode to a close. Bro, Mr. Ed. What about Mr. Ed? No love? <laughs> Is that talking horse or, or Lassie? Do you want to know how they made that horse talk? It's frightening. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Right? <laughs> I, I heard it was a carrot not placed in his mouth, so we'll, we might not. <laughs> oh. Okay. On that note, we're going to take a quick break and come back with some response to the feedback. We'll be back. I have a diagram. This. Let me show you the diagram. <laughs> no. We don't want to see the goddamn diagram. Get out of here. And you need a volunteer, right? Right. Right. Don't you smile at me like that. That's not even a real smile. Just a bunch of teeth playing with my mind. 
All right, we are back, and we're about to wrap it up here on the GCRN Top 100 TV Shows Countdown Finale. And shame on all of you. We got no emails, no voicemails. I have been saying for the past two weeks on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere else to send us emails, send us feedback, and nobody sent anything in because usually Steve Megatron forwards all that stuff to People me. People are too busy watching the uh, six episodes of Star Wars getting ready for next stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean, yeah. to be fair, I don't know if there's much more to say that we did get, you know, like right. 100 comments yeah. per episode. So, so it's well, hard okay, to, like, so go beyond no shame that. On them. <laughs> I'm going to email you just what I just wrote on your post just to... Well, no, but I mean, like... After the top yeah. 25 was out, I figured, oh, somebody would write in or some, somebody that hadn't commented that, you know, because what I've found out in seven years of podcasting is there are a lot of silent listeners out there that don't comment or don't interact. So I actually, while we were doing this this finale episode, I actually went back and I looked at all four posts, uh, 100 to 1. Part one of the countdown, the part one podcast episode, got 119 comments. Part two got 142. Part three, 116. And part four, 105. In total, 482 comments for the overall top 100 TV shows countdown. That's awesome. Thanks, guys. That is so awesome. Yes, thank you to everyone. No shame on you. Thanks for the 400 <laughs> comments and for the debates. That we shame on had. everybody else for not sending in emails that didn't comment. You are forgiven. We we forgive you. No, it made it a lot more. No. It made it a lot more fun interacting with everybody yeah. on the on the posts and debating and arguing and going back and forth. And there was some great conversations. I think only maybe one time, Dan, that it that it went a, a little south. South as far as <laughs> as far as you know proper debating and conversation but for the most part they were intelligent uh, debates and i enjoyed them. i apologize to you off air so i don't know what they do but... <laughs> <laughs> we're still friends um one of the uh comments on i think it's on is it on part four we only have 400 and some comments to fish through to find it so which, which one know. are you referring to uh, it's uh, i'm gonna strangle all four of you guys <laughs> i haven't said anything about uh, well, Steve's in the background somewhere mimicking all of us, so four guys. Anyway, um, one of the newer commenters, uh, RackJ82, asked, uh, is there any chance of doing this again one day but having a bunch of the listeners make our lists and see how they match up? And what I had said was in response to it was, we may do that in a few years, but we would still do. We would still use the same system of whoever sends in lists. We would still compile them all to make the overall list. Right, and there there may be an opportunity for them to do that coming sooner than they think. So yeah, we we already <laughs> read their their mind on that one. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Steve mentioned in the comment that there is plans for things next year where it will be more more fun interaction when it comes to creation of of a list. Maybe not of top 100 manner but it's something of that nature so yeah. i think it'd be be interesting to see you know uh what fan reaction would be or what a fan list would be for sure so and what, what i think i like best even more so than the 400 and some comments that we got on the website was the number of different people that we heard from it wasn't like it was you know two or three of us just commenting a hundred times back and forth to each other in a big debate. Right. We, we heard from dozens of people. So it was, it was fun. Some new faces, some old faces. So uh, I think it's, it's going to great uh, jump off point for more of these in the future and interacting with them. Hopefully we can choose topics that they're interested in. And I know we, we brought this up already, but this is the third time that we've done a top 100 
for GeekCast Radio. So if you've done it, you like this, go back and listen to, and we did one for Top 100 Animated Movies, in movie series as well. So the, you can kind of check those out and kind of see where it all began. Yeah. Um, the I'm just looking at GeekCast Radio, GeekCast Radio feed on Blog Talk Radio, because how we do all of our getting our stuff onto iTunes, we submit through blogtalkradio.com now. What I noticed on here is the number of listens or downloads for each part, each of the four parts. Part one got 194, part two got 109, part three 132, and part four, the top 25, got 99. Now, I don't have the numbers on the other, because we, 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 we simulcast this over GCR, Altered Geek, Telecast, and Remote Control. So I don't have the numbers for the other three feeds, but I do know at one point in iTunes that the, I think it was either part two or part three, was the, when you look at the GeekCast Radio podcast page in iTunes, the Telecast feed was the number one feed. That's that's thanks to me. (laughs) That's the only way I was listening to it. (laughs) um overall i think it was a very interesting project i think it's gonna be interesting to revisit it uh at some point um i'm already looking forward to a a future list based on something that fox did this last week oh lord (laughs) no i'm scared our our lists oftentimes get fueled by other lists and (laughs) yeah if it's not ign it's fox (laughs) (laughs) Um, the top 100 Donald Trump quotes. Of- I, oh, that's <laughs> not Okay, so uh, let's go around the room. Dan, what is your overall final I, thought? I had a question as Dan's final thought, actually. I mean, he can give his final thought, but I had a question for you, Dan, because we said that a lot of times other lists fuel our ideas and, and make us want to do a specific topic. And I know that we had, uh, that you had seen a list for from what was entertainment or entertainment weekly Hollywood reporter, Hollywood reporter that had a top 50 or top 100 shows, whatever it might've been. So I'm curious, do you think we did a better job or cause their number one was what? Their number one was friends. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't remember. I was actually just looking at that again today. It was weird. We had some, some similar shows, like some of their shows show up that, and, or some of shows that we had really low. Like I love Lucy. They had it like around the same spot we did. And, uh, I don't know. It, it was, I think there are stuff. I think we got better. Like I think we had wire higher, the wire higher. We had West Wing a little higher. Uh, they had Sopranos in their top 10. Um, they, they, though they did miss stuff like Muppet Show, which I think is deserving of top 100. They didn't have any of the superhero shows like we did, so I don't know what that means. I, I don't know. It's hard to – I personally think regarding my taste and what I like, I think we had more shows I just felt deserved or were nearly to what they were. I mean, overall, I think if I were to grade our – the quality of our top 100 because it's it's a it's a fun project i don't necessarily know how accurate of representation it is i'd probably give it like a b minus and that and there's like a c minus so um i just think that you know it's with when you're getting such a big pool of people it's you're it's hard to really understand like where where it's going to end up and so things are going to be kind of weird it's more of a like a like a 
of it, doing it the way we're doing it, where we're not sitting there and like determining based upon like having a four hour right. meeting to figure out what number one is. We're just going based upon votes. So it's kind of a wacky system, but it, it works in, in that end. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm rambling now, but uh, <laughs> I, I think our list is overall better. But like I said, I think there's a lot of things we, we which we've gone over and the, the, mm-hmm. that I would, would definitely change. Supernatural. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would probably put Supernatural in the one to ten spot. Just, just repeating it over and over again. Hitaliki is happy now. <laughs> I don't care about him. I just want Jansen Nichols. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, you know he started out on Smallville, Smallville right? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's been in a lot of stuff. He was also in My Bloody Valentine. He was almost um, Captain America. What? Oh God, no! That blew my mind. He was, How does he, that like, he auditioned, oh. but you know Chris Evans exists. So, thank God. Uh, but, um. but, but DJ, I know you you're only you missed like half the list, but based yes. upon what you saw so far, thoughts on the list overall? Uh, I just want to say I had a, a blast doing this because I'm 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 old and curmudgeonly, so I don't remember most of my youth. But uh, aren't we all? The the TV. I'm a child of being raised on a television, and once I'm starting to think about shows like Monty Python and. Uh, you can't do that on television and it kind of yes. reminded me of stuff that i forgot about you know benny hill and all this other stuff and it's been a blast i think i think there's always going to be a debate on television because there's a zillion freaking shows and yeah we, we we have different tastes and different stuff but uh i i just found making this list just to be very very enjoyable even for the shows <laughs> that when my shows were not on somebody else's list or when certain people didn't like married with children who will remain nameless it, it kind of still <laughs> it made me fight for a show that i grew up with you know it's, it's I, I just had a great time so thank you it's great having you i'm sorry that you missed out on being able to talk about uh, mr robot a little bit more but, uh, uh, man i could talk eight will... we'd still be on that show if i was still no, on <laughs> i want to thank everybody too though because obviously the first half of the countdown wasn't on my list so i have at least like 50 shows now that i can go watch so uh you added all my netflix queue and my amazon prime queue so uh, Got lots of stuff to watch and catch up the on. The winner, now. Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Amazon wins. I'm actually surprised so many classic shows are actually on Netflix. Someone mentioned that in the comments. And I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know they had classic TV shows. Like, Andy right. Griffith's show was on Netflix. I had no idea. But uh, Amanda, any final thoughts on the list overall? Your uh, first list, was it fun or not? It was probably one of the most daunting tasks ever. Like, I looked at this <laughs> list and I was like, what? You want me to do What? And I I was blown away, but I couldn't that it couldn't just be my personal faves. And I was like, well, no. So I I had to clarify eight times. This is not just the shows that I like. This is not just the shows that I know everything about. This is actually just legitimate shows too thrown in. So um, it was it was hard. I think that it it brushed um, the nostalgia um, into my cheeks and made me really dive in and um, be critical on some things that I, I really enjoy. So it, it was great, and thanks for having me on. Kevin, what about <laughs> Final you? Final thoughts. Man. What was it like to be not in, in a, a different seat for a list? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was fun. I mean, I was a lot, I, like I said, I was nervous when a show after show that wasn't on my list was, was popping <laughs> up, but it was fun not to know. And I got to play some games. Like, I, I remember sent, I sent you, like, the my predictions for the 1 through 25, and I had yeah. 22 of them right. So yeah. that was fun. Um, but yeah, I, I like I, I like both experiences. I like kind of 
knowing what's going on and watching for people's reactions, but I also like being surprised, and there was a ton of surprises in this list, that's for sure. I had a thought on that, actually. Instead of next time, whenever we do this, whatever like, topic... Whenever you have a thought, that's scary. Shut up. <laughs> um, instead of only one person knowing what's coming, like, if obviously we're doing these in, you know, 25s now, so let us know what's on that part of the countdown. Don't tell us where it is going to fall, but let us know what shows are on there, and then we would be more surprised to see where they actually land versus keeping everybody else in the dark other than the person that has the main list. I think on the ne one of the next ones that we have coming up, uh, people aren't going to need to do much research, so it's going <laughs> to be pretty easy to yeah. talk about whatever shows up. Yeah damn franchises um all right so i honestly have no idea what's coming up next on geekcast radio uh remote control i have plans of bringing that back i just don't know when off the top of my head um there's i do know uh, there's a lot of stuff uh, in the works so just keep an eye out for all the different feeds in yeah. 2016 um i i just well pertaining to geekcast radio i'm not sure the final two Star Wars countdowns, when those are going to happen, I do know that episode 90 will be our year-in-review episode. Uh, that'll be airing on New Year's Eve, so you guys can tune in for that. Um, I'm going to get drunk. Yeah. I don't know what you guys are going to be doing. <laughs> we record it before New Year's Eve. <laughs> airs on New Year's Eve. I'm not going to listen to it on New Year's Eve. Definitely not. <laughs> Stay after. It's, it's the hangover cure. That's the purpose of it. That's yeah. right. It cures all hangovers. There, there you better go. than Gatorade. Exactly. That's our slogan. Anything's, anything's <laughs> better than Gatorade. Alright, unleash the geek in you and we will catch you next time. But wait, there's more! And late to the TV party, Steve Megatron. Who? <laughs> Who's Who the hell's that guy? I don't know. Who the hell is that guy? The guy that didn't want to sit through an hour and a half? Oh, God. Uh, no, but it's me. I'm here. Uh, and there's quite a, a significance to me showing up. Um, we had feedback email. <laughs> and okay. I was not oh. able to be on the record that night. Um, <laughs> okay. So just to give everybody some back, well, you guys already know. The end of the show, I... I shunned everybody for not sending us any email. And then the next day after we recorded this episode, Steve is like, oh, yeah, we got email. So Yeah, we got him about uh, – well, the reason I didn't notice it was uh, <laughs> when it came in, it was about um, uh, around 5 o'clock. <laughs> and <laughs> typically that's when I'm walking away from my computer. So yeah. – uh, until, you know, like 10, 10 something at night. So I don't always see it until that point or I would have seen right, it the next right. morning. So like, of course, you know, it, it wasn't seen until the next morning when I, I checked my email and it, um, ported over. So, so yeah, there were, there were two emails. <laughs> Phenomena. 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 Phenomena.
Just a second. It's for you. The question is, what is a manamana? The question is, who cares? <laughs> uh, the first one is by Connor Murphy. Okay. Uh, so he says he finished the top 100 episode and sending in the comments. Uh, for one, the project itself was a lot of fun and love when we. Uh, <laughs> says love when you guys do these uh, on the good side this one kept me in the most suspense the animated movie one last year I could easily predict the top 20 this year that was not the case some shows I'm still shocked by the Briscoe the uh, Briscoe County Junior Sports Night and Full House come to mind I don't think any of those shows should have made it I'm sure there are others if I look back at it in more detail I was happiest to see the Muppet Show make it so high that was a pleasant surprise these are long so be ready um for the record itself the things i liked better this year were the use of clips this was a nice little touch that made it feel extra special the records themselves were quite long which made it a tad daunting to finish but hey it came gave me a a week of content to listen to on my drive to work so it's not the worst thing in the world having dj and amanda on was also great they brought different voices to the mix, and although I didn't always agree with them, especially you, Amanda, sorry, I did enjoy hearing their takes. I hope you do this again, because I'm looking forward to it. Connor Murphy. Your thoughts before I give my thoughts. Thank you, Connor, for the email. Yes. Thank you, and yeah, I have to agree. Some of the shows were a bit uh, a surprise. Uh, I, to get this out uh, right away, um, and I, I don't mean any offense to this, I did vote for superhero shows because, and I, I still argue that flash deserves to be on the list, but again, I'm not going to like beat that dead horse, but, um, so yeah, there was, there was a little bit of that in there, uh, too. So I, I can get why some people are upset about that, but yeah, I agree with the, the choices of the, the shock of why they're there. Um, like with those three, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I get why some people put them on there again. It's, it's, and this is how I viewed the list, and it's not necessarily uh, even my own take per se, but everybody, I'm, I'm guessing, 
voted on this thing based on a multitude of reasons. One of them was because uh, the way that we do the ranking scale up to this point, which again, it's going to be changing in the future, but um, because of some instances here, uh, but the, uh, the reason some of the personal lists ranked certain things so high was to ensure that it made its spot on the list. Not mm-hmm. necessarily that it actually deserved to be that spot on a list. Um, because of the way the rankings work and the, the point values and stuff, it it works out to be a certain way. Um, so I can see why some people voted for certain things. And it was even admitted on the show, like, for instance, Kevin's Cosby show, like me, mm-hmm. like The Boy Meets World. Uh, again, it wasn't nostalgia. It was trying to make sure that the show got there. And I was by no means right. saying that they should be in the top ten. I was just saying that they deserved to be on the list. Um, and that was the same thing with the flash. I think I put that at number four. Yeah. Cause TNG, I had at three. Um, mm. I don't have my list in front of me cause my computer, I'm douching it out right now. Yeah. But anyways, um, the, uh, that's partially why that happened. The other thing is if certain people grew up with certain genres of shows, whether it's something their parents exposed them to or something that they themselves, uh, sought out, uh, for instance, I would never have saw a show like, you know, Gunsmoke or, or half the stuff that came out in the 70s and 80s. Like, there's there's certain mm-hmm. things in the 80s that I grew up with, and there's certain things from, you know, all the different generations that I'd caught yeah. um, because of what my parents watched. But if my parents didn't expose me to that older content, I have no reason to want to check it out because it looks like garbage to me in today's standard yeah in yes. today's shooting standard as far as like audio visual quality not necessarily story because there's a lot of garbage that's on tv now um, <laughs> yeah. but as far as the aesthetics are concerned it was garbage not necessarily the story um but it was good for the time so again i can get why people are upset certain shows showed up and certain shows didn't you know so it's 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 one of those things that it, it's depending on what you are exposed to and that's mm-hmm. what what is on your list. You know, same reason I have a lot of 90s and late, and late 80s and uh, 2000 stuff on my list is because that's what I've watched over the past 20 years. So that's, of course, going to be what I gravitate towards with some other stuff sprinkled in there. Um, mm-hmm. The thing about the clips, uh, the top 100 animated films, uh, I think the reason that wasn't done with clips was because a lot of the stuff um, it would have required one person to do because nobody knew what was going to show up on that list. Um, I made us especially with some of the indie stuff and and the difference between that and the uh, the top 100 animated series list is the animated series they all had a theme song and a lot Mm -hmm. of those actually I think all of them had a theme song to some degree may not have been Mm -hmm. the one that everybody remembers but it was a theme song. So right. again, that one did use the clips as well. Uh, the last one, because of you know the not only timing and trying to get everything in there and and the exposure of stuff, that's why that wasn't in there. But this time, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, and and there's some things that will kind of present themselves in the future. Uh, so yeah, glad that you you enjoyed it. Sorry that they're a little long. We tried something a little bit different this year with instead of making seven episodes, we made it five. Um, Connor, I'll tell you this right now. Between the animated films countdown and this top 100 TV countdown, in total, they are both countdowns are 10 hours of content. So, (laughs) 
the top 100 TV show one we had, I think it was like two or three. Was it two or how many? How many of the four parts? Um, part three and part four of TV were both three hours, eight minutes, and three hours and 38 minutes. So, because as Steve said, it was, you know, going to go longer because we were doing 25 entries instead of 20. So, but it, in overall, between the animated films and the TV countdowns, they're both they both add up to roughly around ten hours of podcasting each. So that's twenty hours of content for two different countdowns. Yep. The next email is from. And the next email is from. Let me use the right mouse. <laughs> I, have, I have my laptop and my desktop in front of me because <laughs> I got a new solid state drive. I'm trying it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The next one is from Rachel Manning, uh, who says, uh, I had to write in with a show that is criminal you didn't include, Battlestar Galactica. I was a fan of the original and a fan of science fiction, but more so I am a great, a fan of great cinematic television. This show went beyond my wildest dreams. Some people have a hard time with certain dramatic and artistic choices made by the producers. But to me, those choices only make the show stronger and gutsier. The new Battlestar Galactica concentrates on characters, drama, and the human condition and shies away from the fantasy serial elements of the original and others of the genre. A first-rate cast with real acting chops help ground the story in characters in a universe where the audience cares what happens to them. This is the antithesis of the original that relied on caricature villains and cartoon storylines. This new show tackles real-life issues about human rights, religion, and the moral ambiguity of... War. Yes, I know I butchered that word. It's no wonder Battlestar Galactica has garnered glowing reviews from Time Magazine, Rolling Stone, TV Guide, and the American Film Institute. With that type of praise assumed, you would at least put it in the top 50, but nothing. Shows like Supernatural, Corny Batman, Family Guy, and shows barely out of their first season, clearly Battlestar Galactica is just as deserving, if not more so. You know... I haven't How many watched of us? I, 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 yeah, that's what I was wondering. How many of us have actually watched either one of the Battlestar Galacticas? I know of the show. I know of the series, both of them, but I've never actually seen them. You know, so when I was making my list, I only put shows on my list that I've actually seen at least five episodes of. Yeah, and that's kind of what I did with mine too. Is I, I only voted on shows that I put it. I watched at least five episodes of at some point. Um, that being said, I probably would have omitted some of the superhero shows that I put in there. Um, in and even some of the other shows in general that I put in there to write in some of the ones that I forgot um, even existed. Because, again, I didn't watch this show, so it really wasn't on my radar. Uh, but I definitely agree with you. It is kind of a crime that it's not there, and it's it's another you know huge sci-fi thing. You know, that, Babylon 5. I mean, they all go hand-in-hand with, like, Star Trek and... Uh, um, you know, Doctor Who and all these things that have lasted for decades. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely get that. Um, Supernatural, I have to defend a little bit, and it's not for the reasons that Amanda had. Um, I don't exactly remember bes- besides uh, the argument that she had was uh, because it should be there. Um, I I enjoy the show because it's, one, it's got lasting power. It's been it's on its 11th season now. Um Granted, three of the seasons suck. I'm not going to deny that. Um, but the rest of it's pretty damn good. And so I, I, I'm, I'm glad that it showed up on the list. Even if it is on the high end or the 
low end. Low end. Depends on how you look <laughs> yeah. at it. Um, no, it's the low end. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a countdown from 100 to 1, so yeah, 100 to 50 is the low end. Yeah, low end of the stick. But anyways, it showed up, and I'm kind of glad that it at least made a presence there for having that much time. Um, whereas you get shows like Briscoe County Jr. that had one season. So I'm not throwing this show under the bus specifically, <laughs> I but know, I it's, know, I you know, know, I'm just saying in general. And corny Batman, as corny as it was, it was the only superhero show we had that early on. I mean, you could have wrote Wonder mm-hmm. Woman in, you could have wrote, you know, some of the serialized Superman and Batman stuff, but that really was like the entrance of of uh, superheroes into TV. Uh, so I, that's the only reason I voted for that. Family Guy, as much as you love it or hate it, it's got lasting power and people for some reason like it. I have watched a little bit of it here or there. It is like nails on a chalkboard after a while, but it, I can see why it's there. Uh, but yeah, there's, uh, yeah, I, I, I totally get your, your venting on the Battlestar Galactica. So it's, it's definitely well, uh, received and you never know within a couple of years, we'll probably end up revisiting some of these lists, including this one. And, uh, there might be a drastically different output because people may have gotten exposed to some of the shows that were listed that of course we may not have been familiar with. So, you know, you never know. The list could turn out entirely different with a, a whole new setup. So, um, so there's to that. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the top 100 TV finale for the countdown. Coming up on next on GCR, I have no idea. Unleash the geek in you, and we will catch you next time. Boy meets world. Now I get it. Arg. You've just listened to GeekCast Radio on the GeekCast Radio Network. There are several ways to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show. First, visit the website geekcastradio.com where you can comment on all of our different podcasts. Second, you can rate our show and leave us feedback in iTunes. Third, follow us on Twitter at geekcastradio. Fourth, become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcastradio. Call the voicemail line, 502-526-5821. Please remember to tell us the show you are leaving the message for and your name. So until next time, unleash the geek in you. Celebrate the big 2020 with T-Mobile. Switch now and get two lines for just 90 bucks and two new iPhone 11s on us. So you can take a portrait built for two with the ultra-wide camera. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, cute. Hurry in to T-Mobile and get two lines for 90 bucks and two iPhone 11s on us with qualifying trade-ins. Via 24 credits for well-qualified buyers with auto pay, plus taxes and fees. If you cancel before receiving 24 credits, you may owe up to the full value of your device of $699.99. Contact us. Qualifying port-ins and finance agreements required. Celebrate the big 2020 with T-Mobile. Switch now and get two lines for just 90 bucks and two new iPhone 11s on us. So you can take a portrait built for two with the ultra-wide camera. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, cute. Hurry in to T-Mobile and get two lines for 90 bucks and two iPhone 11s on us with qualifying trade-ins. Via 24 credits for well-qualified buyers with auto pay, plus taxes and fees. If you cancel before receiving 24 credits, you may owe up to the full value of your device of $699.99. Contact us. Qualifying port-ins and finance agreements required.